Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. Time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blindly passing, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul. For a chance to receive his mark because we know that it is because of your mercy. It's incredible mercy that we don't understand. We see the things that are happening around us. We see the horrors that are occurring um, because of your grace, because you have given us the grace to be able to see the things that are happening right now so that we can prepare ourselves in our hearts, in our minds, in, our, in every part, in our spirit, that we are able to draw in closer to you for the days that we're in right now. And we don't even know if we're going to be alive for the rapture. We don't really even know. We'd like to believe it. There are certainly a whole lot of people out there that are saying things that they say, um, and they always have. They have for the last 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 years. There have been Christians that have had uh, voices on YouTube and various different uh, media, um, what do you want to call them, outlets, we'll just call them outlets, uh, and they have come out and spoke on behalf of you, Father, and they have said things like, we're leaving, uh, the rapture is right around the corner, uh, and um, they have not turned out to be true. And uh, it's okay because, Father, we're all trying, we all prophesy in part, we all perceive in part, we all, we're, we're all very hopeful. We want to come home so bad. We want to be part of the marriage supper. We want to be married to Jesus. We, that's all we care about. We don't want to be here. We don't want to have to deal with our daily lives. We don't want to have to go to work. We, you know, we would all love to be retired. We'd all love to be immune to uh, central bank digital currencies and all the satanic, um, you know, reptilian 
plans that are so thrust, they're literally thrust into our faces. And and it, it gets to a point, Father, that we just don't even want to, we don't want to hear it anymore. We really just don't want to hear it anymore. And we know that we've come to a time where if we even try to communicate these things to other people, they, they reject it. And it's okay. It's okay. We thank you for helping us to come to the place that we are right now. We do not know what that means. We don't know. It Does it mean that we're going to leave in 2025? Does it mean that we're going to leave in 2024? Does it mean that there's even going to be a global reset in 2030 like these entities of darkness, these seething, filthy, stinking entities of darkness think that they're going to thrust upon us? Do, is that, does that mean anything? Or are you, Father, our awesome Father, going to, through your mercy, going to allow it to become uh, essentially another priest of Baal moment where the fire of God comes down upon these entities and your, your judgments are thrust upon the earth and things are turned completely upside down. And it totally... Um, upsets the plans of the evil ones. And could it be true? Could that be what's coming? And if it is so, if it is so, praise your holy name. And all we ask, Father, is that you maybe, just maybe through your mercy, would allow us to be able to endure these things and, um, you know, uh, deal with daily life. You know, if we have to work, I pray in Jesus' name that those of us who do have to work, who have to, you know, wake up on Monday and, you know, do what we have to do to survive. We pray in Jesus' name, Father, that you will continue to bless us as you have. And it's been awesome. You ha- you know, we worry about things. We don't live in daytight compartments. We don't live one day at a time, sweet Jesus, as, as we're commanded to. We worry about stuff. We see all the attacks that are coming upon us. How can we avoid it? How in the world can we avoid it? And we could, but then would we truly be watching? Would we truly be watching for the thief that we know, metaphorically, is lurking outside of our windows? Would we truly be doing that? And we don't, you know, the truth is, Lord, to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves, it appears to the best of our understanding that it it takes on thousands of different levels. So many of our brothers and sisters do not see it. They don't understand it, or they only understand it to a certain level of those thousands of levels. And there's nothing we can do to bring them to the next level. They have to come by themselves. They have to walk that journey on their own. And we can try, but it will just meet with, as we know from experience, disappointment, frustration on our part, and there's no need for that. Father, we've come to a place right now. We believe it with all of our heart. I believe it with all of my heart, and I, you know, for what it's worth, that we've come to a place that there is no, there is no coaching anybody along. There is no helping anyone see that there's more 
than meets the eye. If they want to, if they want to embrace it, if they want to see it, if they want to be able to understand how deep we are into the darkness, how deep we are into the, well, well, for lack of a better term, we'll call it the, the tribulation period. If they want to see it, they're going to see it. And if they don't want to see it, they're not going to see it. And there is nothing we can say, nothing we can nudge them with, no email, no website, nothing that we can hand them that will change their minds. They are locked in. And it is only through your touch, Father, and through our prayers, which are very powerful, may we please be forgiven. Please, Father, forgive us for not realizing how powerful our prayers are. Please, Father, if there is anything that we could beseech you to forgive us of, is to not understand how powerful our prayers are. Because that has got to be the number one thing that troubles your heart in the walk of every one of our brothers and sisters out there. We don't get it. We don't realize, because we can't see it, how important each one of our prayers are, not only for one another, but for the lost, the millions of people in over 243 countries, including the island nations, 195 countries, including the major countries. How important our prayers are for the lost. Calling down the angels, calling down the power of heaven, calling down the, 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 um, the unbelievable mercy that you have, Father, for the lost people of this world. And the reason, the number one reason, the number one reason why so many of us are dismayed by how long this is all taking, recognizing hopefully, eventually, how merciful you are. We love you, Father. We thank you for your mercy, because if it wasn't for your mercy, none of us would be where we are now, and none of us are worthy. Only through your grace, only through your mercy, might any of us be counted worthy to escape all these things that are about to come upon the earth and stand before you, Lord Jesus, at the wedding supper? We already know we're not. We already know we're not even close to being worthy. Not even close. And we pray together because your Bible tells us so. Your Bible tells us so. In Matthew eighteen nineteen, you said, Jesus, again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth, and we are on earth, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father. And we hold that to you, our Lord, our Savior, the lover of our soul. And we pray that you will hear our, our prayer to you, that we will be counted worthy. Whether we die long before all this becomes made manifest, that we will be counted worthy. 
to stand before you to be at the wedding supper. In Jesus' name, and we thank you. We thank you. We see all the evil. We don't want to be a part of it. We don't even want to know about it. But it is part of watching. It's part of being wise as a serpent. And yes, it is part of being gentle as a dove. We praise you for your mercy. We ask this of you. In Jesus' name, amen. God, thank you, Jesus. All right. So um, the number one uh, question I'll get is what happened to the prayer vigil and uh, all that. Um, so I'm going to keep it brief because I don't want to dwell on it. But anyway, um, last week was very hard, um, and that's an understatement. Leave it at that. Um, I'm I'm getting attacked from um, multiple levels. Okay, so it's not just one thing. It's about five or six different things. I have a heart that is much, much larger than my brain. I'm going to tell you straight up. I really do. So if I am in the presence of somebody who is in, if, if a uh, person that I know who is homeless or on the verge of it, uh, is standing on my porch and their tears are coming down their eyes and they're like, you know, can I stay here for a while? My answer will always be yes. I never take it to the Lord in prayer. That's wrong of me. Okay, I'm just letting you know. It's wrong of me. 
I am a bad, naughty, 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 big-hearted guy. And so what happens is when somebody is going through bad stuff, I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm not going to get into details. When someone is going through bad stuff and I see tears coming down their eyes, what I do is I say, welcome to my house. Come on in. I will take care of you. That's what I do. That is a very stupid thing to do. It is a very Jesus-filled, loving, kind thing to do, but it is also an incredibly stupid thing to do. My heart is 10,000 times bigger than my brain. And so I get myself into continuous, repetitive trouble. Over and over and over and over again. I could sit here and give you endless stories, which would take up the whole show and put you to sleep, about times where someone said to me, oh, no, the world is caving in on me and I need a place to stay. And my answer would invariably be, without even thinking about it or praying about it at all, no problem. Come on in. And I can tell you, time and time again, it has turned out to be a horrible disaster. All right. Now, all that being said, you add that on top of I've got to get this um, job done. Uh, It's 100 pages of write-ups. I ain't joking you. It's 100 pages, like writing a book, of write-ups that I have to do. In a single report. And oh, by the way, that's only part of the report. I still got another part of the report I got to do. On top of that, and it's all got to be done before, well, Thanksgivings, which means I have next week and two days, or else I got to cancel Thanksgiving, which will be the first time in my life that I've ever had to do that. But that's all right. That's okay. I'll just go ahead and accept it. I'll tell my daughter, sorry. Can't do it. Can't have Thanksgiving. It's canceled. And I'm going to have to do what I got to do. All right. So anyway, that so I've got that weighing heavily on me because I've already been told I'll be terminated. Okay. this my job, my current job is not the same as my last job. My last job, the department stood up for the consultants. Okay, that's what they did. They said no. They told the salespeople, no, tough bananas, we're, no, we're not, no, 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 no. And they would stand up for the consultants. My new company is the opposite. If, even if everything is quoted incorrectly, even if they promise things that are absolutely asinine, and that is a, that's not an ungodly word, okay, doesn't matter does not matter. In my new company, the consultant is always wrong and the consultant will always be terminated. That's just how they operate. And that's how it is. They're very successful. They make a lot of money. I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. It is what it is. And God put me where I am for whatever reason, he put me here. Okay, and, and I could go through the whole testimony of the miracle associated with the timing and everything. It was a miracle of Jesus. It was a miracle of Jesus that I'm where I am right now. 
So I'm not going to complain about it. I'm just going to say it is what it is. All right, so you put that together with the fact that my heart is 10 times. I feel like I'm like, you know, a guest, uh, you know, on the the Grinch who stole Christmas, you know, where it says, and his heart was, you know, was was it his heart or his brain? No, his heart was, it, it became 10 times larger or whatever. That's how I am. I cannot stand to see somebody cry. I cannot stand to see somebody in a bad situation. And no matter what, I will do whatever I must do to help that person out, even if it's the stupidest thing that a human being can do, because I can't help it. I've told, I've, I've mentioned to the listeners of the program many, many times that when you get enough Jesus inside of you, you don't go by a homeless person and say things like, oh, look at their sneakers. You know, those are new sneakers. They're obviously playing a scam on us. That is flesh. Jesus in us doesn't, it looks past all those things. It doesn't see the sneakers. It doesn't see any of that. It doesn't consider where the money is going to go. It's not our business. Our business is to help period. That is who we are in Christ. And so unfortunately, what I need to learn to do, well, actually, I've already made up my mind. I'm not doing any more. Okay, we're so deep in the end times, and I'm closing on this remark, and then we're going to go into the, uh, you know, into the news. But I, I'm so deep into this situation. I have hurt myself, my life, my situation, my house, everything that you could ever imagine. I have devastated myself so many times by my big, dumb heart that I've got to stop it. I've got to stop it. So what happened last week, on top of all the other stress, and I won't get into the other things, there are more, there are more things that I could slather on and say, wow, and anybody would, you know, anybody would, you know, they'd be like, you know, are you kidding me? Come on, John, please. There's no way you can be stupid enough to allow all those things to happen to you at one time. But I am. I am. I truly am. I'm one of those people that cannot – look, I, I, this is how, how I am. I will literally drive into a group of homeless people. There, there, there are places. There's, a, there's an alley that's behind. Um, oh gosh, what is the name of the restaurant? There's, there's a chain of restaurants. I don't know what they are. I don't go there. I don't eat that sludge, and that's just how it is. But there's a chain of restaurants that are on Hillsborough Avenue in Tampa, and there's a uh, an alley that goes behind those restaurants. And um, the only reason I know about it is I used to go to the wing house and it burned down, so I don't go there anymore, whatever the case is. But I'm just saying that I'm familiar with the alley. And the alley has a collection of homeless people. And I've driven up there in my SUV, opened up all of the door. I mean, really just, you know, and said, yelled out the window and said, hey, everybody, would you like to come over to my house and take a shower and, you know, get cleaned up and be blessed and sleep on the couch and all this kind of stuff? And thank you, Jesus, for his mercy, because The one time that I did do that, the one person that did accept out of the eight that were there, it looked like eight, maybe it was less, I don't know. Uh, Who knows? Because some of them, you know, 
are not there. You know, they hang out in, you know, the, in the bushes. But anyway, um, the one guy that did come to the house, he was smoking some strange stuff. I mean, right in my house. He's like, brings it out in a big old bag, and who knows what was in that. I don't know what was in it, but he's sitting there smoking it like, you know, uh, whatever. And uh, anyway, so, you know, we live in the end of 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 times. That makes it very hard. You can read a biography on Smith Wigglesworth, you know, Wigglesworth, and you can say to yourself, wow, wasn't he kind? Wasn't he loving? Wasn't him and his family just so sweet and kind? Weren't they so much like Jesus? Don't you want to be that way? And I do. I do. I want to be that way. And I read about Smith I read about his wife. I read about the families. I read about, you know, Lester Sumrall. I read about these people, and I see what they did with their lives, and I want to be like them. I want to be Jesus to all these people. But I forget. I quickly forget because my heart is ten times larger than my brain. My brain is teeny-weeny-weeny. It's like an amoeba compared to my heart. My heart wants to help people so bad that I can't stand it. I can't stand it. And I literally do damage. I hurt myself because I want to help other people so much. You know, it's just how it is. So last week, without getting into all the details, I will leave it at this. My last adventure in I don't know what the right word is. Um, big heartedness versus tiny little brainedness. Um, my last adventure in that was helping somebody out. Um, and they said, Oh, wow, look, you have a 10 by 10 bedroom. Could I, you know, what, what do you think? What do you think? Do you think it would be okay if I, you know, stayed in the, 10 by 10 bedroom. And and I'm thinking to myself, why not? I can help this person out. If I showed you, okay, so just to give you a little perspective, this has been going on for a year or almost a year. How long is um, February, uh, February to November? How many months is that? I don't know. But if you go from February to November, you will understand how long this has been going on. To make matters worse, this particular individual decided, oh, they're a Christian. They tell me they're a Christian. They're good. They don't do any drugs. They don't do any drinking. Whatever. I don't care. But that's their whole deal. That was their, that was their shtick. And um, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. You know. And there's the 10 by 10 bedroom. There you go. You can stay there if you want to. What? I didn't get told was the fact that this individual was going to bring in a skyscraper of stuff, okay? And all the while the individual is bringing in the skyscraper of stuff, they're telling me, oh, wow, it's such a liberating thing to get rid of all the things that I don't need. Let me tell you something, folks. An event occurred. Now, there have been multiple times, multiple, uh, I don't know what to call it. 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 But 
Okay, for example, let me give you an example. So at one point, the individual had put slathered my entire backyard with Buddhas. Buddhas! And strange Far East stuff. Portals of the devil are now opened up all around my house. And this person is supposed to be a Christian. Okay? This person calls themselves a spiritist. Okay? You following along? But of course, you don't hear about any of this until it's too late. You've already opened your door. You've already said, sure, you can have the 10 by 10. Oh, no. Not just the 10 by 10. Uh, skyscraper stuff. I flipped out. I mean, this went on from February February to now. I've been dealing with this. And I've been like, you know, going, get rid of these Buddhas. Get them out of here. These are portals to the devil. And, you know, and then this person's telling me they don't like this. They don't like that. They don't like my furniture. They don't like my, you know, my plates. They, they you know, they, they're, they're customers, you know, and this person had customers supposedly did some sort of work. And I said, I don't care about your customers. I've been here for 23 years. This is my house. But anyway, there were there were confrontations, and I just let them slide off my shoulder. And I kept on praising God. I prayed to God. I was on my knees, tears rolling down my eyes. Please, Father, fix this problem. If I screwed up, I'm sorry. Please fix it. Well, let me tell you, the other day, I'm, I'm not going to tell you the, the details. I'm just going to simply put it like this, because it would take me an hour to give you all the details that you would be able to understand. So let me just leave it at this. An event occurred. It was a noteworthy event. I'll leave it at that. And I flipped out. Okay? It was unacceptable. And I said, get out of this house. Now, I'm going to leave it at that. Okay? I'm not going to add any color. I'm not going to give you any details. I just simply said, that's it. I've had all I can take. Get out. And, um, and anyway, so I decide, of course, because that's me, that I'm going to pay for everything, <laughs> okay? So I go ahead and I call a truck co- company up. Now, you have to understand, this is all happening while I'm up against my job. I'm going to lose my job. Now, you might say, John, come on, man. You're, you overreact, man. You're, you are totally exaggerating. No. My boss told me, I'm sorry, but if this project goes wrong, uh, you know, it's highly likely that we will let you go. The reason it, it has to do with the way the company works, and I'm not going to get into that. And I really just don't even care because I'm in God's hands. It's God's problem, not my problem. I have to give it to God. We have to live in day-tight compartments. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. I call them day-type compartments. we got to do that. If we don't learn now, we are not going to survive properly in the days ahead. For some weird reason, God has decided that each of us have got to be here for this. I don't get it. I don't pretend to get it. I thought we were going to be gone a long time ago. I really, 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 really did. I thought in 2011 the rapture was going to be in a couple of weeks. I was wrong. 
obviously. Okay, and so here we are now, and we're looking at this war that is impending. We know that war papers have been drawn up. We know that Biden and his satanic reptilian filthiness and the Obama, the Antichrist, and all this other evil, seething evil. I mean, dung cannot. I mean, you, you know, you, you can't say, look at the dung. Look at the seething, smoking, filthy dung that is on the ground and, and equate with Obama. Because you know what? You know what you're doing? You're basically downplaying the filth that this entity has in it, inside of it. That's how deeply dark the days are that we are in right now. I'm not going to get into all the, you know, stuff that's going on in Israel and the Hannibal Directive and all that other creepy weirdness that we all ought to be aware of right now. I'm going to skip over it. But in the middle of all this, I'm going through what I was going through. All right. And I'm not saying I was right. I'm not saying I was wrong. I'm, in fact, I always assume I'm wrong. I always assume I'm wrong. If anybody's wrong, it's me. If anybody's going to repent, it's going to be me. I'm going to be the one that has tears rolling down my eyes on the ground. You know, my surgeon told me, I wish that you would not pray on your knees. He actually told me that. And um, I didn't say anything. I just anoint my knees with oil and I keep on, you know, I got a big old, you know, whatever pillow that I use. And I won't. I won't stop praying on my knees. I won't. But anyway, um, that's how it is. And if it hurts me, it hurts me. If I'm crippled, I'm crippled. If I have to have a knee replacement, I have a knee replacement. But I'm not going to stop praying on my knees. Now, all that being said, I'm trying to get through all these things. Now, of course, right after. But anyway, here's the thing. Just to give you a little bit of perspective. And by the way, I'm crunching this from February to November of this year. I'm crunching this down. I'm leaving out, oh my Lord Jesus, hallelujah. I am leaving out so much information that your mind would be fried. It would be a Jonathan Click, grab a spatula, scrape your chin off the ground moment. For sure. But I'm not going there because I'm not going to make a whole show out of this and I don't want to relive it. But I will say this. I had no idea how bad I was. Can you imagine being told that you have cancer? Now, now I, I get it. I, I know that we all know about, you know, um, cancer and how it can be cured and all that kind of stuff. I get it. But let's just play a game. You know, a little, you know, for instance, game. Let's, pray that, let's pretend that we don't know about all that. We don't know about fenbendazone. We don't know about all these things. And it's the olden days, and somebody has cancer. And you find out that you, you, you're told by your oncologist, and he says to you, hey, you have cancer. And you go, oh, well, that's not such a bad thing. You know, I mean, uh, what do I got to do? You know, tell me. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. But, but then you find out that it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Now, I'm going to 
close on this statement, then we're going to go into the news and the children. But everybody's going to ping me. I'm going to get emails and emails and emails and emails and emails and emails and emails from people going, why didn't you have the prayer vigil? Why didn't you do this? Why? This all went down on Friday. Okay? I'm trying to keep... I want to. I would like to be able to have a, a home. I would like to not be homeless. I would very much like to not be homeless. I think that most of us would like to not be homeless. Really. So we have to trust God. We have to pray. We have to believe. Okay. So anyway, and I have pictures to prove this. I can prove it. I did not know was how I didn't know if I had stage one cancer. I didn't know if I had stage two, stage three, stage four, or stage 20. The truth is I had stage 20, and I had no idea. I hired a trucking company to come out here to be nice, okay? I told this individual I am not going to put up with being treated horribly, as you are doing on a regular basis, and I am – you got to go. You got to go. So the mandate was laid out, okay, and the mandate was under execution, okay? So at this point, the judgment was judged, the jury was dismissed, and it was what it was. And I decided, out of the kindness of my heart, that I'm going to go ahead and pay for the trucking company and all the, the muscle that's required to get whatever this individual brought into my house to put inside the 10 by 10 room, the 10 by 10. Let me tell you something, folks. The cost that I was quoted for the truck and the two men to move it to the new location was $319. The final cost to get the volume, the stage 20 cancer out of my house that had been snuck into it was 800. Okay. It took an entire day. These two men and this gigantic truck, it wasn't a Mayflower-sized 18-wheeler. It wasn't that big, but it was just, it was about, mm, I don't know, maybe two-thirds the size. And it was jam-packed. And guess what? There's more that needs to be removed. This individual still has to come back several times in their van to remove extra stuff. Because he didn't get it all in Friday. So I've got to deal with that all next week while my job is online. I know. You're like going, no, Johnny, there's no way. Nobody can have as much bad luck as you. No, I'm here to tell you. <laughs> that, that You know, I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. I have photographs. I can show you. It was an all-day affair. It should have been three nineteen. It was. It was. No, I'll give you the exact price. It was three seven hundred and fifty-four dollars on my, uh, you know, um, Quicksilver card, which I have to move from. You know, whatever. At the end of the day, 
it's it's irrelevant. I just wanted you to, you know, people are going to ask me. They do ask me. I've already gotten a, a mirage, a, you know, a bunch, a uh, let's just say a noteworthy collection of emails from people going, oh, Johnny, I hope you're okay. I've been praying for you. I just felt led to wake up at 1 o'clock in the morning and lift you up before Jesus. And And you know what? I praise God for that. I really, really do. I take it not for granted. I love it. Thank you, Jesus, for every one of you who take a moment to pray for me. Because my heart is big and dumb. Okay, and I don't get on my knees and pray as I ought. I act out of my heart. I say, oh, no, there's somebody hurting. Let me help them. And then I pay the price. So if there's any takeaway from this uh, testimony tonight, it is this. Please, when you come to a place in your walk in Christ, whereby you are overwhelmed with empathy and you love people so much that you can't help yourself. You can't help but help that person. You can't help but offer them assistance. Whatever. Please do what I don't do or haven't done. A, I will tell you this. No one's ever going to live in this house again except me. Okay. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because I, I'm just going to say this. I don't know what the future will bring, but I know, I believe in my heart, with all of my heart, that I won't make the same mistakes that I have made. This is the, oh, by the way, this is the third time. This is just the biggest event. It's bar none, the biggest, the most expensive, the most heart-wrenching, the most uh, unbelievable of all of them. I've done it two other times, and, uh, you know, it turned out really bad. But this was the worst. Now, I'm just going to leave it at this. Please, please, I beg you, if you ever develop a heart like mine, where you can't help but help somebody else, Stop. Stop where you are. Stop. Stop where you are. And you need to take it. You need to freeze your mind, freeze your heart, stop your heart, stop it from being Jesus-y. Don't let your heart be Jesus-y and overcome you like I do. Because what you're going to do is you're going to set yourself up to become vulnerable to a massive attack from the devil. That's what you're going to do. You don't know it. You feel Jesus. You feel love. You feel wonderful inside. You're like, oh my gosh, and you're just gushing with love and happiness and joy. And you just, you're like, wow, this, what a wonderful opportunity God has given me to be able to be Jesus to somebody else. Well, let me tell you something. You need to stop. You need to go and get on your knees. If you do not get a confirmation from the Lord, and it might take you weeks, that person might be bawling, crying, on the verge of losing everything. And you, But no, you've got to stop. Don't be like me. Please don't be like me. 
because a lot of you might not be able to recover the same way as I can. Okay, I can recover because the Lord has blessed me with the job that I have. It's a, it's don't get me wrong, it's unbelievably unbelievably stressful. And I know that if I lose it, I'll God will find me another one. It'll be fine. I, everything will be fine. I I trust the Lord totally. I have to. We live in day tight compartments. I had a conversation, I'm just going to share this with you real quick. I had a conversation with a friend and I don't know how we got on this subject, but I, you know, I was like, one of my favorite books is How to Stop Worrying and How to Start Living by Dale Carnegie. And in there, he has many stories where he has, uh, you know, where he met with people that were going through unbelievably horrible times. And he met this one man who, by the way, was some kind of merchant marine captain of a very large ship, maybe one of those Maersk liners, you know, whatever, that goes across the Pacific from China, the, whatever, just a big ship. And he had a lot of people that he was responsible for, and he, he, was, he couldn't deal with it. He couldn't. He had so much stress, this guy, because he was worried about the lives of the people that he was responsible for. He was terribly worried about them. And he knew that every decision he made, every coordinate that he plugged into the navigational system, every order that he gave on that ship could potentially lead to several, um, you know, a very large number of people dying. And he couldn't deal with it. He could not deal with it. And um, it ended up eating away at his internal organs. So he had heart problems, pancreas problems, kind of like uh, type 1 diabetes when it gets the best of you. You know, it's really bad. And all of his internal organs were failing. He went to the doctor, and the doctor said, Sir, I, I'm sorry to tell you this, but you, you're not going to live 60 more days. You're, you're going to die. So he got his prognosis, and due to stress associated with his worry of other people, people under his charge, he was so worried about making the wrong decision, about them dying because he made that wrong decision. That stress overcame him, and it ate away at his internal organs. And the doctors, they did the rundowns. They took the blood test. They checked his pancreas. They checked his kidneys. They looked at everything, his liver. And, and you know, it wasn't like the guy was, like, slugging down gallons of Jim Beam or anything. It was he was dying from stress. Literally dying from stress. And um told he was he had maybe a couple of months. That was it. And his testimony was that he had to learn to live in day-tight compartments. Now, if you don't understand what that means, you have to understand Navy talk, okay? Now, most of you won't understand this because most of you have not been in the Navy. I have I for a long time. So I'm here to tell you that the first thing they teach you is that, um, well, not the first thing, but one of the things they teach you is that you have to know how to 
tighten the compartments when the water is rushing at you. So when a torpedo hits part of the ship and blows a big hole in it, the water is going to come rushing in, and you've got to run for your life, and then you close the compartments. There's lots of these little compartments, and they have these round uh, – I don't know what to call them. They're hatch things, and you just swirl them around and around clockwise until they lock, and they – they tighten the compartment, and the water cannot come through into the next compartment. And you keep on running, and then you tighten the next one. And you go to the next compartment, and you tighten the next one. And you go to the next compartment, and you tighten the next one. Those, that's what's called watertight integrity. That's what it's called, watertight integrity. Well, this particular captain who is about to die realized that if he did not live in day tight compartments he was going to die he was going to die he knew it he was already told that by his doctor it was a fact so um he 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 made the decision to live in daytight compartments he made the decision that every day when he woke up he had one day by the way, this is 100% Bible. This is all Bible. He had one day that he had to survive. He had one day that he had to make decisions. He had one day that he could do what he could do to save people's lives, to make the right decisions, to navigate the ship the way that it needed to go. And he, he decided in his heart that he was going to live in that one Day. That was it. Day tight compartments. And we all need to learn to live in those day tight compartments. And you got to understand, this is 100% Bible, biblical. Okay, you got to understand that. Jesus told us what, you know, that we can't, you know, we're not going to grow one hair on our head. I'm totally summarizing, but I'm just saying. We're not going to grow one hair on our head. What, who's going to have an extra hair on their head for worrying about tomorrow? God's got it under control for you and you and you and you and you. All of you. All of you. Now, does that mean that you sit on your, you know, laurels? Do you do nothing? No. If, you got, if you're smoking, you need to quit smoking. You need to go get yourself some patches, and you need to take it seriously. Don't be sitting around going, oh, Jesus, please help me to quit smoking, and, and then grab a pack of smokes and suck them down. I've been there. I've done that. I've lived this. I'm uniquely qualified to talk about these subjects. There are a lot of people that will tell you not to smoke that have never picked up a cigarette in their lives. Let, let me tell you something, folks. I'm not that person. I'm the opposite. I'm the one who did all the things wrong. That puts me in a different place. I can tell you, go to Walgreens. Go to whatever. If you're in Australia listening, if you're in South Africa or the southern half of, or northern half of Africa, who cares? Wherever you are, the Philippines, you name it, someplace in Europe, if you're listening to this program and you're sitting there going, oh, I want Jesus to miraculously save me from cigarettes, then you're not doing what you should be doing. I'm just going to let you know. 
how did I get on this? I look, it we got to take command of our situation. We got to get off our laurels. We've got to go to the store. We've got to get the medications. We've got to take this seriously. We're running out of time. We're running out of time. But anyway, I'll circle this back and I'll close with this statement. I don't want to relive it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about what might happen next week. I hope nothing does. I just need to get that dog nabbit report done. I got to. It's critical. If I have to stay up Monday and Tuesday night till 2 o'clock in the morning typing that dumb old report, which I hate, but I got to do it. We all have things in our lives that we hate doing. But anyway, that's the story. Friday, I had people crawling all over this house, bangs, booms, things like trucks, all that kind of stuff. Oh, and by the way, just so you know, I was actually off Friday. My company gave us, uh, whatever, Veterans Day off as a holiday. They're real big on that stuff. So I was technically off work on Friday, but I was overwhelmed with this craziness. It was insane. Oh, and by the way, it was all day, into the night. That truck did not leave my driveway. I don't even know when it was. It was very late. It was dusk, <laughs> okay, duskish. I will call it duskish. All right. All I can say is I am very blessed that my grand total was seven fifty four because uh, even though it should have been, you know, no, I'm very blessed uh, that it that it turned out the way that it did. Let's just leave it at that. And um, it's not over. I'm going to have to deal with more. I'm not going to be talking about this anymore. I'm not going to give you any the gruesome details and all the other stuff. I gave you little bits and pieces so you got a little vision of the last, I don't know, nine months or 10 months or 11 months or whatever. But it's almost over. Okay, I feel it was it's my fault. Please don't let it be your fault. Please, if if your heart is full of Jesus, we live in the end of the end of the end of times. There, you can't get further deeper into the end of times. Adrenal chrome has become a talking point at Thanksgiving. Think about that. Think about that. Adrenal chrome, please. We are living in the darkest times the world has ever seen. And your heart can become your worst enemy. So please be careful. Please pray. Take your time. Make wise decisions. And do not let your heart put you in a situation that the devil can use against you to destroy your life. Because he will. He will. He surely, surely will. The devil will use your Jesus-filled heart against you to destroy your life. You might not have a very special life. You might be totally alone, living by yourself like me, whatever, fighting to keep your job, whatever the case is. doesn't matter. But it is your shelter. It is where your food comes from. It is your ability to help other people, to pray, to seek the Lord, to take communion, to do all the things that, you know what's really important to God? Communion. 
You know what's really important to God? Loving people enough to pray for them. Loving your brothers and sisters enough to pray for them. Fervently, on your knees, with tears coming down your eyes. Praying for the lost of different countries and war-torn zones and places in Israel and places in the Ukraine. Praying for those people. Praying that angels enter into their dreams and visions. Read Job, using your King James in this case, Job 33, 13, 14, 15, etc. Read it. Because I have endless testimony. I, I, I don't even know how many. I don't even know how many. It's, it's unbelievable. And I got to read more of them on the next uh, prayer vigil. The next one that I get to have without all this stuff happening. Praise God. Now, I'm glad it's over. Oh, well, ish. I, I'm going to say over-ish. I'm glad that it's over-ish. And I will always pray for this individual. Till the, till the day I die, I will. Top of my prayer list. But anyway, that's the story. It's way longer than I thought it was going to be. I can't believe it. I actually gave a testimony for like 45 minutes on this. But I'm just, I, I wanted to get it out there because I believe that there are those of you out there that might fall prey to your heart. You may actually become... Satan's target because your heart is bigger than your wisdom in Christ. And that's my case. And I state it. I state it openly. I admit it. And um, I hope that my mistakes become your victory. I'm not saying that you should shut off your life to people that need help. That is the opposite of what I'm saying. What I'm saying is seek the Lord. Learn to hear his voice. I, on the other hand, move quickly. I'm impetuous. God told me I'm impetuous. I'm like Peter. I do things. Knee-jerk reaction. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, 10, 10 by 10 room. No problem. It's yours. I do not seek God. I don't pray for three weeks. I, my heart of Jesus overwhelms me, and I want to help. And that's how I am. And I'm telling you, folks, in this day and age, it may be the death of you. It could completely destroy your life. It could hurt people. Worst, you know, and so please learn from my mistakes, I pray in Jesus' name, that you do, and understand that seeking God and being patient, learning to hear God's voice, learning to cast lots, learning to trust the answer that comes from the casting of those lots, is critical. I casted lots over this situation, and the Lord told me I was in trouble. So I went to my knees, and I begged him to please help me get out of the uh, dungy situation that I got myself into because of my heart. Anyway, long story short, 
It is what it is. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in Jesus' name that you, that you learn from my mistakes. And you are very careful because as your sanctification process continues in your walk during these very, very dark times, you may feel very deeply led to help somebody. Probably, if you're, if the love, if the burgeoning, growing love of Jesus explodes within your heart as it has mine over all these years, you will come to a place where you can't help it. You have to help them. But you've got to be careful. Not like me. Not like Peter. You have to be very careful. And seek God, cast lots, and you know what? If you don't get an answer, freeze. Leave it alone. And don't move forward. Because otherwise, you're going to go through what I went through. And the net end result will not be as positive as as you would like. So, uh, what is that saying? (laughs) The road to hell is paved with good intentions. I mean, I think that's a little bit of a strong, you know, phraseology or whatever, colloquialism to uh, use in this particular case. It wasn't that bad. But I'm just saying, please learn from my mistakes. Please consider this to be one more of very many testimonies that I have given over the last 7,000 plus radio shows and 13 approaching years of doing this program. You know, uh, 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 what do I call it? Uh, You know, applied Christianity and understand that you got to take your time. Don't let your heart overcome you, because if you do, folks. See, God has my back. I know he does, because this could have turned out really bad. But it didn't. It became a money problem. I spend the money. God will take care of me. I believe that everything's going to be fine. I live off of your prayers. I live off of your prayers. I believe with all of my heart that if it wasn't for your prayers, the listening audience praying for me, I know not all of you do. I get that. But those of you who do, I guarantee you that I am tear-filled, gushing, seeking God, begging him to please bless you and anoint you and to fill you with prosperity. I'm not talking about a new Mercedes-Benz. I'm talking about his divine protection, protection over your family, protection over your jobs, protection over all of our existence and a glorified position in the kingdom of heaven. That's what I'm praying for. For you, because I I'm I'm I make mistakes and I need your prayers. So anyway, on 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 that note, praise God. I just wanted to share. Uh, I didn't want it to be this long, but um, thank you, Jesus. Uh, this particular show uh, gives me that extra time to be able to do that and get it off my plate. Okay, because people will ask me, ask me, ask me, ask me, ask, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. And I just wanted to share enough information to not just make it sound like I'm a boo-hoo crybaby, but to also help you to understand where did I goof up, what mistake did I make, and how could I have done it a little bit more godly, a little bit 
better in the days that we live in right now. We live in very, very dark times. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anyway, on that note, let's go ahead and head. uh, Let me see here. Yeah. Into the news. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, It's not normal. This is disturbing. Game over. All right, praise God. Um, let me go ahead and scroll in on this particular subject. Oh, that's not working. Hold on. All right, here we go. All right, FCC powers have been given. This is important. The reason why I put this at the top of the um, news list is that it's that critical. Um, I will be having conversations with Lena, Sister Elena. She's awesome. Uh, possibly other people. Hold on a second. I got to get the uh, the air moving in this room because it's hot. But anyway, um, this is bad. Okay, we knew it was going to happen, but we didn't know when. And we don't know to what level of intensity it's going to manifest itself in. But I but I believe it's the beginning of the end of tribulation now. Now, when I say the end of tribulation now, what I mean is I'll take down the website and I will stop doing the radio show. Now, for those of you who have emailed me in the past and said things like, oh, no, 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 Johnny, please, no, don't do that. Don't even talk about that, please. Folks, we live in very bad, bad, bad times. I'm going to share something with you. I should not do this because it might give false hope, and I don't like doing that. I'm just going to leave it at that. It might give false hope. So please put this on the shelf, way back on the shelf, okay? Because I would submit there's probably at least a 90%, maybe a 98% chance that I'm wrong. Okay? Except that I will very, very likely be wrong. Now, all that being said, it is my personal opinion that there is a small level of likelihood that we might be, um, that the barley harvest could happen in 2025. I find it surprisingly amazing, I'll leave it at that, that just before Tom Horn died, the book that he wrote, in, in, which was you know, published in 2021, was called Zeitgeist 2025. We know that there is an endless stream of information, and I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to quote all the people that have said things because I've done that before, and I'll do it again that have said that they believe that Donald Trump is not going to survive. I know a lot of people are praying for him, and I think they ought to. I really do. 
all that's beside the point. When I look at all the information, when I look at 2024, look, what would you do if you were a reptilian? I know, I know. You're like going, come on, man, please. What would you do? Look, you have, uh, you know, Harvey coming out and saying, you know, what, what would I do if I was the devil? Okay, well, think about it. Think about it. You would manipulate the world dynamics so that 2024 was so horrible, so utterly, 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 utterly horrible that the election could not happen, okay? And if you did that, then you would be like um, – it, it would be the perfect storm because you would um, eliminate the enemy. You would go to martial law. There would be civil unrest and war happening. People would be getting slaughtered all over the world. You'd have riots in France, riots in Belgium, riots in Italy, riots in Greece, riots in the United States, people shooting each other to death, millions of people lying dead in the streets. And that's exactly what Satan wants. You know, so what better a year? What better a year for that to happen? If I was to put myself in the shoes of the satanic, the global satanic crime syndicate, and I was at their meeting and they said, hey, Johnny, what would you do? I would make 2024 so horrible. So utterly, utterly horrible. I, I will just use as an example uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor, Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones, uh, General Wesley Clark, all of them. And there's more that have come out and said they do not believe there will be a 2024 election. I am very... Um, I, I like to let people talk. I love to bring on guests and hear what they got to say. I want them to share what the Lord shared with them. Doesn't mean that I totally agree with every single thing that everybody says. It just means that I'm being I'm trying to be godly and allow them to share what the Lord shared with them because maybe I'll learn something. I'm not assuming that I got it all figured out. That would be ridiculous. But in my heart, please forgive me. Please, I beg you, please forgive me. I should not do this because I'm giving you hope that might not come true. I've learned this the hard way. But I look every time I go into my prayer chair and I sit down and I look on right there on the floor behind, in front of me is a book entitled Zeitgeist 2025 Tom Horn published in 2021, right at the time when the bioweapon was being launched across the world and, every, and people were dying. The most, and we haven't even begun the journey. They're going to attack us in more ways than we can ever even imagine. That's why the ceremony vision is so important. When is the barley harvest. All I can tell you, folks, is the testimonies of the people that have talked about they saw in the rapture, which obviously was the barley harvest, because the wheat harvest is going to be after the meteor hits, and the world is going to be destroyed. 
So we know that the barley harvest happens in a relatively peaceful, normal-ish, ish, ish time. That's what we know through logical deduction. So based upon that, looking at what we have ahead of us, looking at World War III being completely mapped out, it's not even debatable. It used to be debatable. I used to write articles. World War III is probably going to happen in 2010. Here's all my data, and I'd put all this tons of data up and website and all this, and Fifth Fleet in the Mediterranean, and I'd make my argument. I was wrong. But look at what we have now. It's unbelievable. It's really unbelievable what we have right now. So all that being said, with with people like Tucker Carlson for crying out loud, Colonel Douglas McGregor, does he even believe in Jesus? What about Scott Ritter? We don't even know if these people were believers. It's irrelevant. Because the point is, all of the data is pointing to the same end state, all of it. So I wonder to myself, could it be Tom Horn's obviously up there putting, you know, silverware on the wedding supper table with Chuck Misler and some other wonderful brothers and sisters? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, how how big is the wedding supper? Have you ever thought about that? How many tables are there? A million? I mean, there's a lot of people that are going to be there. Don't even forget forget about the guests. Matthew, Matthew 22 talks about the guests. All right. I mean, how many are there? How big are those tables? I mean, how much work is that going to take? Are they ready now? We don't know these things. All we know is when we look at this earth from above, Everything's lined up. Everything is lined up. So I wonder to myself, could it be that that book, Zeitgeist 2025, hit the jackpot? Because we know that 2030 is the target date for CBDCs and all the other filthy, evil, stinking, horrible things that these entities from the bowels of Sheol want to do to us. Right? So that doesn't leave an awful lot of time, does it? And God's going to inject judgments on the earth. He's going to do the priests of Baal thing. And he's going to make this earth, he's going to inject judgments. Let's leave it at that. All right? So could it be? Should I even share this hope with you? I'm going to. I'm going to. Because deep in my heart, I feel, I know I could be wrong, so please give me a 98% margin of error. Please. Assume that I am wrong. Please. But when I look at all the stuff that's going on and all the horror that we're going to have to go through, because God's going to put us through, through some icky stuff. He's going to put us through some really icky stuff. Why would he do that? Because that's our Father needs us to give hope to people who will have no hope. And that's where we all need to pull together. We need – our prayer is so 
vital. It's so vital. If you, I, I, I met with a, um, there's, a, there's a lady. I know she's not listening now. Her name is April. And her and I used to talk a lot on the phone, but life got in the way and she moved and whatever. We don't talk anymore. Her name was April. April was taken into the spiritual realm, you know, where the demons and, and the wars and the spiritual wars and the principalities and the powers and the thrones and they all fight with each other and all that. She saw the fire of God coming down from the heavens and burning these demons of darkness into horrible agony because Christians like you and me were praying that on the earth. We saw nothing. We saw nothing. We sat in our bedrooms. We got on our knees and we declared in the mighty name of Jesus, fire of God upon these demons of darkness. And this woman saw that fire shoot down from the heavens and burn these principalities into agony with her own eyes. Now, I never got into a conversation about how did you end up there, all, you know, all that, you know, what led to this, all that kind of stuff. I was mesmerized by what she told me she saw. And I have had people tell me that they have seen fire swirling around my house. I spoke to Matthew Perry in Australia, and right in the middle, I'm like telling him, okay, well, you're going to need to call into the radio show around 10 o'clock on Monday, 10 o'clock a.m., because you're in Australia, and that's about the same time that, you know, and all this. And, and, he, and he stops me in the middle of our discussion, and he goes, hey, hey. I just need to let you know that I can see your house and there's fire swirling around your house. There are two huge warrior angels standing at the front door of your house. And I just started to bawl. Tears were rolling down my face. I never told anybody that's how I prayed. This guy had no idea. We had never met before. He didn't even know I had a prayer vigil that had prayer vigil show. Had no idea. He was given a vision from God to let me know that my prayers for myself were actually a reality. And so are yours. Make no mistake. Please do not underestimate the power of your prayers on praying and praising God. Because even if you don't see the results, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You need to keep praying. Praise God and thank him for the results because those results are going to be a reality in your eternity. Please. All right. Anyway, the FCC has been given by Biden, who we all know is not even a human entity, and being controlled by the Antichrist, that um, the FCC commissioner, Brendan Carr, is freaking out. So the actual commissioner of the Federal Communications Commission of the United States of America is freaking out because the entity that refers to itself as Biden, okay, is giving the FCC, carte blanche, unlimited power over all things the Internet. 
over your emails, over your chat sessions, over your websites, over everything that you do, over your phone calls, because do you know that a very, very large percentage of your phone calls are now Wi-Fi? They are literally traveling across the Internet as Wi-Fi signals. Guess what? Guess what? That means that the Federal Communications Commission has power over every word that you say, everything that you think, everything that you type, everything, and it is happening right now. Yes, it is that bad. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So anyway, let's go ahead. I wanted to get that out there because um, I've had these conversations with Elena, and you know what? I'm not going to jail. I'm not going to be a, a, a J6er. I'm not going to let these entities come to my house, grab me, and throw me. Now, I know that they could come now, and I'm going to keep my eyes on how this progresses because a lot of times it's incremental. What they do is they come out and they say that you can't, you know, that any website or any entity that has more than 10 million listeners or hits or whatever the number is, that you are subject to this new law. So they do it incrementally, 10 million, and then they lower it, and then they lower it. Next thing you know, they, you know, it's everybody. All right, so I'm going to watch this very closely. And I look, I wouldn't be doing this program if I, if I wasn't, you know, I know that helicopters could land in my cul-de-sac. I know that black, uh, you know, Tahoes could, and, and, and men in, in you know, uh, military gear and whatever could come and take me away right now. I get that. I get it. I totally get it. I've, I've known it for years. I've made audio bites, you know, to, to make fun of it, you know, in a, in a kind of a way. You know, I don't – look, I don't want to get drug out of my house kicking and screaming, but I'll tell you what. I will praise Jesus so much, so loudly in the back of that Tahoe that they will cap me. They will kill me before I get to wherever it is they're taking me because I will fill that place with so much love of Jesus, so many prayers. I will lay my hands on them. I will drive them absolutely nuts, and they will end up killing me, and I will be in heaven. Hallelujah. I'm not worried about it. Okay, otherwise I wouldn't do this. Thank you, Jesus. But I wanted to let you know that if a law, Romans 13, gets implemented that makes what I do illegal, then I will spend my time in prayer, saving the souls of the lost, praying for people, praying for the listeners of the program, praying for the people on my prayer list, as we all ought to be doing. Okay, our prayer to God is more important than anything. And we make the horrible mistake of assuming that it's not. How sad is that? Let it not be true. Let us remember that our prayers cause, oh my gosh, if you heard the testimony of April, if you heard what she saw, because of the fact that we are praying on a dark, filthy, stench-filled, satanic, demonically controlled earth out of faith, our prayer power is a hundred times more powerful than the prayer power of the people in heaven. I ain't joking you. Our prayer power cannot be quantified. I'm just letting you know. And those are the testimonies that I have been given firsthand 
So please believe with all of your heart the truth. And the truth is your prayers are more valuable to God than you could ever imagine in 10,000 lifetimes. And live it because they are. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, on that note, let's go ahead and go deeper into the, um, uh, into the news. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Here we go. All right. Tyson Foods now using bugs. And this is not a joke. The Hillshire Farm brand, Sarah Lee brand, Jimmy Dean brand, Ballpark brand, Gallo brand, Pierre brand, State Fair brand, and original, uh, sorry, original Philly cheesesteak brand. All of those brands, which are owned by Tyson, are now adding Acheta Domesticas. A Grillotus sigillitas. They're also adding uh, Tenebrio molitor, and they're also adding Lacosta migrachula, or migrachura. It's very hard to pronounce. Um, Those are fancy terms for crickets mealworms, and grasshoppers. So Tyson Foods has been overtaken by Bill Gates. These are entities. These are filthy, filthy, horrible, disgusting entities from the bowels of hell. They are entities. Very, very filthy entities. Okay? WEF Global Satanic Crime Syndicate entities, they are not human. They are not human. Okay, and all this stuff is happening in front of our very eyes. Hillshire Hillshire Farms, Sarah Lee, Jimmy Dean, Ballpark, Gallo, Pierre, State Fair, Original Philly Cheesesteak. Guess what? They're now eating bugs. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Here we go. Panama unrest, copper mine now controlled by Canada. Of course, uh, that has been going on for quite some time. It will continue to go on for quite some time. Um, And I just wanted to get that out there for those of you who may not be aware of it. All right, praise God. And let me just go ahead and take a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good, 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 good. Wanted to make sure that my uh, show notes didn't blow up on me, which has been known to happen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And uh, looking at my time. Yep. No, I got good time before before we bring on uh, Zen, who might make it. Don't have an absolute confirmation yet. Uh, We will definitely have Dr. Joy join us. So praise God for that. She's got a lot to share, and that's awesome. Um, but let's go ahead and continue onward. Wait a minute. Um, real quick, because we have the time. Hey, kids! And by the way, folks, I have um, an unlimited amount of hope that from this point forward, the shows will be normal. I won't have interruptions. I won't have massive things happening. And everything will be just fine. Okay? So I am praying that I just got over Mount Everest and 
we're going to coast right into a very normal series of programs that we all need uh, to, uh, to uh, you know, get through the days ahead. All right? Praise God. That's what I'm praying for, and I'm believing it with all my heart. All right? So all that being said, kids, again, are you ready? Kids, I went to the zoo and I saw a bag. Wait a minute. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. No. This one's a repeat. Uh-oh. I'm in trouble. I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> I went to the zoo and I saw a baguette in the cage, and the zookeeper told me that it was bred in captivity. A baguette. Kids, do you know what a baguette is? Do you know what a baguette is? Ba- I like baguettes. Okay, baguettes to me are awesome because it means um uh oh, what do they call that? Um oh, whatever. But anyway, baguettes are awesome um and uh and now's the time of the year for lots of baguettes. Kids, what animals love to close envelopes? Seals. Seals, kids. Come on. You go er, er, er. Come, what's going on with you guys? Oh, you like that one, huh? Wow. All right, I'll take it. Kids, what is a horse's favorite hairstyle? A ponytail. A ponytail. Come on. Come on. What's going on here? What's slowing you all down today? Anyway, praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. And um, folks, if the mountain seems too big today, climb a hill instead. If the morning brings you sadness, it's all right to stay in bed. If the day ahead weighs heavy and your plans feel like a curse, there's no shame in rearranging. Don't make yourself feel worse. If a shower stings like needles and a bath feels like you're going to drown. If you haven't washed your hair for days, don't throw away your crown. A day is not a lifetime. Nor is a week. A rest is not defeat. Don't think of it as a failure. Just a quiet, kind retreat. It's okay to take a moment from an anxious, fractured mind. The world will not stop turning while you get yourself realigned. The mountain will still be there when you feel like trying again, you can climb it in your own time. Just love yourself until then. We live in dark times. Cut yourself a break. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Because Jesus has already forgiven you. 
brush off the dust, get up, praise his holy name, and start all over again. It'll be fine. We're leaving real, real soon. Yes, I did. I used the word, my favorite word, soon. We really are. Hang in there. Don't give up. Everything's going to be just fine. Forgive yourself and believe. I believe my Bible, and I believe you do too. And we're on earth, and when two or more are gathered together, Father, let us be counted worthy. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah and amen. All right, next one up. Global power grab by the World Health Organization. We already know that these things are happening. we got the World Health Organization Treaty going on. It's being synergized and kind of like, you know, blended together with the uh, um, United Nations one. So we got all that stuff happening. So just be advised. I'm not going to play the audio bite here because we are, we're all intimately familiar with these things happening. Yes, it is easy to get lost in all the stuff that's happening in the Middle East right now. Yes, it is easy to forget uh, all the stuff that's happening in the Ukraine. Yes. Now, it's not easy for me, okay, (laughs) because I know people, right? I know people that live over there, and I'm going to keep on praying for them with all of my might, okay? None of this is stopping. It's just getting worse. Okay, and it's important for us to remember that because it's very, very easy to look around us, to look at, you know, do your doom scrolling on Twitter, do your doom scrolling on, you know, Instagram or whatever it is you're doing or, you know, TikTok if you can tolerate that, but whatever. And assume, you know, no, things are what. The entities of darkness do not want you to understand how bad things are, all right? This is very, very important for all of us to be able to grasp. They don't want us to understand how bad things are. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, the next one up. Lauren Boebert, guns and more guns. Lauren Boebert sends thoughts and prayers, she says, to Lewistown. And this is public. I'm not, you know, picking on her. Um, but she's got her entire family armed with AR-15s for her Christmas card. We'll leave it at that. All right. Anyway, on that note, let's move on. All right, praise God. Executive orders. Oh, I've got to put this one. I got to. I got to mark it. That one there's for when we have more time, and we're gonna have more time. We're gonna have more time. I will get. I will get to plan this. I know I will. I believe it with all of my heart. 
well, you know, providing that the Chinese don't start start paratrooping down on the United States, which, by the way, could happen any minute, any minute now. All right. Um, hold on a second. That's testimonies. OK. Palestinian Prime Minister Mohammed. Uh, ooh, I can't say this name. Shatea tells aid con- conference in Paris that is Israel is not waging a war against Hamas, but against all Palestinians, and that international human rights laws are being violated. So according to this particular individual, that is his position. And by the way, that is also the position, for what it's worth. I, Philippians 3.20, am a citizen of heaven. All I want to do is go home. I just want to go home and be with Jesus. I know that probably the vast majority of the people listening to this program right now, whether it's live or recorded, would like to join me. We want to go home and be with Jesus. But we're going to do our jobs. We're going to pray for the lost. We're going to pray for the lost in Oceania, Asia, the Middle East, Europe, Africa, South America, the Caribbean, Central America, North America, and then we're going to do it all over again. We're going to pray for the lost across 195 major countries, 234 countries, including the island nation. And then we're going to pray for one another. We're going to beseech God to give us all strength and to count us worthy to escape all these things. And stand before Jesus at the wedding supper. And we're going to do that until we leave. This news is only for the purpose of keeping us, as Jesus said, watching for that thief. Looking out the window, knowing that we're leaving. Praise God. All right, we are now 19 minutes away. Uh, hold on, 15, 16, 17, yeah, about, oh, ooh, just lost another minute. Uh, from bringing on Dr. Joy Pugh and also possibly Zen. Don't know, if, I, I, don't, I don't have 100% confirmation yet on Zen. It's okay. He's one of the busiest guys in the world, praise God. But anyway, um, I, I am not going to play this. I am going to tell you about it. <clears throat> Because it's flying across the Internet at light speed. Many do not believe it. Many do not want to believe it. It is known as the Hannibal Directive. The Hannibal Directive is what's known, let's just call it a Take No Prisoners Directive. Okay? What it means is, I don't even want to repeat it. Daggone it. Daggone it. The Hannibal Directive is horrible. The Hannibal Directive is a fact. The Hannibal Directive is and has happened. The Hannibal Directive resulted in many people dying that shouldn't have died. The situation is not what it seems. It's much more horrible. We're living in some really dark times, folks. You can look up the Hannibal Directive. 
You can go on, as a matter of fact, you can go on Twitter if you want to, if you have an account, and just type in Hannibal Directive, H-A-N-N-I-B-A-L Directive. I have two live video feeds and one man actually explaining it all with the video feeds. I've already known about the Hannibal Directive. I've had conversations with Stephen Ben Noon in private about the Hannibal Directive. It's unbelievable. It's beyond horrible. Words cannot describe. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the one. Sorry. You can look it up if you want to. To me, it's right up. It's it's in line with uh, adrenal chrome and killing babies. And you know what? I don't want to talk about that either. I'm so sick of this evil place. I can't stand it anymore. It is very hard to do this job. It is very hard to show up on this radio show. I am here to give you hope. I want to give you hope. I want to share with you all my screw-ups so that you don't make the same mistakes as me. And I want to help you as best as I know how to not be trapped in the world of evil churchianity. I don't want you to be sucked into that pit of hell because that's what it is. There, I don't believe, I, I don't really think that there are good churches out there. I know there are people that tell me there are, but I don't want to go and find out. I have very, very tall expectations. And most people don't even understand why I have the tall expectations that I do, because we have eroded, our Christianity has eroded into a sick, filthy pot of, it's, it's, it, you know, have you ever seen a cesspool being cleaned? I'm not saying, you know, maybe you found a wonderful church. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. I'm not saying that they don't exist. That would not be, how could I know that? How in the world could I know that? I couldn't. And I don't know what your background is. You may come from a Catholic background, so you're going to have a different viewpoint than I am. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But anyway, the Hannibal stuff, the baby killing stuff, the adrenochrome stuff, all that creepy, weird, creepy stuff, I'm sick of it. I want to get out of here. I want to get off this alien demon infested rock. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. As a matter of fact, um, you know what? Um, before I go and do the rest of the news, which isn't all that long, let's go ahead and take a blast from the past. And we're going to, you know, because it's the holiday, we're going to do Bongo Bear and Jazz Christmas edition. Now, Jazz is up in heaven right now waiting for me to get there and having a really great time. Anyway, this is the Christmas edition of Bongo Bear and Jazz. Yo, Bongo Bear and Jazz, Caribbean Funkadelic Band. And the name of this tune is Are We There Yet? Are We There Yet? Yo, yo. Are we there yet? Don't eat the we jazz. 
yet, man. Are we there yet? I'm saying. I'm saying. Are we there? tried to get my water filled up and I didn't make it in time anyway so that's all right praise God yeah I need a little bit of break Hannibal directive too creepy children adrenal chrome all that kind of creepy weirdness I I've had about enough of it I think most of us uh, have had enough of it praise God all right so um, we have um, this particular individual I don't know who this is I think I do and I do not like this individual however let me just go ahead and try to play this audio bite if it if it's a terrible audio bite I will kill it in midstream and we'll you know move on all right praise God so let's go ahead and bring this up oh wait I don't even know if I have the switch set correctly hold on oh, there we go all right oh this is going to the wrong place hold on let me try again all right, hallelujah. That was a, that was a whole bunch of uh, Arabs all coming together and saying, we're going to attack, this is it, we're going to attack Israel, you know. So there's a lot of that going on. greatest danger that we have been for years, and actually the entire region is in the greatest danger we have been for years. Uh, we could theoretically be just 24 hours away from a nuclear war uh, because there is a credible threat that Hezbollah and other Iranian allies will attack Israel with tens of thousands of missiles, in which case Israel could uh, defend itself with all the weapons it has, including nuclear capabilities. So this is a very dangerous moment. All right. Praise God. So you heard what he had to say. I don't care who he is. He looks like that W.E.F. freak. Um, but anyway, if, if uh, let me let me let me, if I looked like him and he if he isn't a W.E.F. freak and I look like that, I would be very tempted to grow facial hair or do something to not look like that entity. All right. Anyway, uh, Nikki Haley, um, praise God. Hold on a second. Mm, here we go. So Nikki Haley actually says during a live presidential debate, which, you know, is such a waste of time, but whatever, um, is um, she came right out and told everybody um, that the uh, they got to, you know, wipe out Hamas, which really is just another way as Hillary, who we know is a nine foot tall Draco reptilian. By the way, I gave uh, <laughs> I gave Stephen Ben Noon, uh, Dr. Bill Deagle's um, testimony about uh, shaking the hand of Hillary and seeing that she was a nine foot tall Draco reptilian. And <laughs> Stephen was like, how do you get your hands on this stuff? <laughs> I've had this stuff for like over a decade. Uh, and Bill was on the show, by the way. Um, so we got not only did we have the audio of him saying that, but we also had him come on the show and share it again. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, yeah, so Stephen, Stephen was kind of like, where do you get this stuff? So anyway, um, next one up. Hallelujah. Here we go. The San Francisco homeless have disappeared. So um, I'm just going to tell you. 
You know, without so there's supposedly some kind of a meeting between Xi Jinping and the entity, the filthy, stinking entity from the bowels of hell that refers to itself as Biden, um, are meeting in supposedly San Francisco. Well, everybody, I don't want to say everybody, but a very noteworthy number of individuals who are very familiar with and have, you know, the homeless are all gone. They disappeared. There were thousands of them everywhere. Feces in the streets. And they have disappeared. And everything's been cleaned up and made pretty. Where did they go? We already know. FEMA camps. FEMA camps are not going to be in your strip malls. You're not going to see them. The biggest, most evil ones are out in the desert. They're on military bases. According to Doc Marquis, who was on the program before he passed, there's one in the desert out in Nevada that has the ability to kill 40,000 people per day. Do you think that's the only one? All right. So anyway, um, they are already beginning to... Grab them all up and put them in trucks and take them away to the FEMA camps. What are they doing to them there? All right. Anyway, praise God. Hey, something else to pray for. God will reward you. Pray for their salvation. Pray that in their dreams and visions of the night that Jesus, in accordance with Job 33, 14, and 15, will show up and lead them to salvation. Praise God. Pray they will be saved. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Liar and Satanist. New House Speaker Mike Johnson says there is insufficient evidence at the moment to begin formal impeachment proceedings against Joe Biden. So once again, we have been hoodwinked and lied to by someone who refers to themselves as a Christian. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you, your will be done. That's all I ask. Your will be done. I ask nothing more than that, O Lord, in Jesus' name. And for those of you who want to understand how it works, please take the time, if you will, to go on Netflix, if you have it, and look up a documentary by the title of The Family. By the way, Obama was part of The Family family. They masquerade as Christians. They think that they are appointed by God, but they contort the meaning of Romans 13. They are satanic and they are liars. And God will deal with them. I, for one, will not pray for them. There are too many 
lost people, millions and millions of lost people across all the world that need our prayers. And God can deal with them as he sees fit. That's up to our Heavenly Father. I, am, I for one, will pray for the lost people in Oceania, Australia, New Zealand, Solomon Islands, Papua New Guinea, Indonesia, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand, Philippines, Asia, Russia, China, Mongolia. I will pray for the people in Kazakhstan. I will pray for the people in Uzbekistan. I will pray for the people in Norway and Sweden and all over the world. The Caribbean, Central America, El Salvador, uh, Uruguay, Paraguay, Chile, Peru. I will pray for all of them. I will pray for them every day. I, for one, pray for them as part of my morning prayers almost every single day. And you too, every listener of this show, I pray for you fervently. Praise God. All right, another headline before we bring on Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh and maybe Zen, if he can make it, praise God, is Tucker Carlson. No, I don't want to, I don't even want to mention this. So according to this particular interview that Tucker is doing, um, let me see if it says the name of the individual he yeah the name of the man's the, his name is Chris Moritz okay and he did some investigation on the transvestite stuff that's going on out there Tucker did a special on it it turns out that while we're all being distracted with things in the Middle East and whatever else is out there this is a I don't even know what the number is. I don't even know how many tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars this is. But according to this expert, Chris Moritz, it is a massive industry tearing apart the bodies of little children. I'm going to leave it at that because I don't feel like talking about it. It makes me sick. And i got to wake up tomorrow and i got to bunch of stuff I got to deal with. So I just, I just, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk about adrenal, adrenochrome. Fine. Babies. I get it. It's horrible. I can't think of it, but this same thing, it's all horrible. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I am blown away by the mercy of our heavenly father. I'm blown away because if I was God, I would have vaporized this planet a long time ago. A long time ago. And that is an amazing amount of mercy. That's why our prayers are so important. Another headline, praise God. Israel fires shells in the Lebanon. I'm just going to let you know, folks. I keep my eyes on this stuff, and I'm letting you know that the Arab nations have come out. They're unifying. Now we got the Sunnis and the Shiites, the north and the south of the Arab nations, who basically hate one another, are now coming together. Remember, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Therefore, they're now coming together, and they're now unifying in their position statement, and their position statement is we need to all get together and destroy Israel. All right. Now, said, read your Bible. 
It is in Luke 21, verse 20. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, we are that far along into the end times. All right. Praise God. Next one up. Thousands have flooded into the streets of New York City, and I could play the audio for this, and all you would hear is a bunch of people screaming and you know, and yelling and shut it down, kill them, and all this other stuff, you know, because you know why? Because the whole world is at a, in a riot state right now. We, I'm telling you, I could just sit here and rattle off. You know I know my countries. I don't know all the countries. I don't. 195, are you kidding me? That's a lot of countries to memorize. But because of my ham radio hobby, I know a lot of countries. I can rattle off probably more than, you know, I don't know, maybe 150. But I'm just saying, they're all rioting. All right. Uh, that ought to speak volumes to you. Hillary Clinton, we must kill Hamas. Boy, she can't shut up enough about this. And when you got a nine-foot-tall Draco reptilian, okay, on all the media out there telling everybody that we must kill everybody in Gaza, we got to kill, 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 murder, 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 maim, torture, kill, maim, torture, murder, maim. The leaders of the Arab and Islamic world have convened in Saudi Arabia to discuss matters related to Gaza. Let me tell you something, folks. When the Sunnis and the Shiites are, are coming together and breaking bread to talk about what they're going to do to Israel, it's time to pay attention. Hallelujah. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh and maybe even Brother Zen Garcia. Here we go. Yay, we got Zen. He made it. Dr. Joy, glad to have you. Brother Zen, are you there? I am, man. How are you, brother? (laughs) Hi, guys. This world is upside down, man. How are you doing, Joy? Hey, Dr. I'm Joy. Doing, hey. I'm good. How are you all? Really Blown good. away. <laughs> you know, the only like reason any say, of us... It, like we we're leaving, say, man. It's always something new. Right. Uh, always. This place is I was nuts. just going through my archives because I was downloading all my shows off of YouTube. And I realized the shows that we did... Dr. Joy, the, uh, on my original channel, they were put out like 16 years ago. And uh, you and I and, and uh, me and you, John, we did a lot of shows. And that was even before I was able to publish everything, you know, by hours. It was like all in 10-minute segments, the the first interviews way back in the past. It's so crazy how far we've come. I mean, technology-wise. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, if you go to YouTube.com and you hit the search button on YouTube, you know, YouTube, uh, and you type in, um, it's one word, one word, Tribulation Now Radio, one word, you'll come to an archive of programs, Zen, (laughs) Zen and uh, we're talking about 12 years ago. Okay, so you're interested in going back in time into a time warp. They're there. I'm surprised. I'm going to tell you straight up, I'm Mm -hmm. very surprised. They haven't down yet. I can't believe it. All I can tell you is that Jimmy, uh, he lives in Scotland. Jimmy was doing all that on his own. 
And uh, he was like, do you, do you mind if I put up all these, uh, you know, all your shows on YouTube? And I'm like, no, go ahead and do it. Have at it. Well, they're still there, and that's a miracle, praise God. <laughs> Let me tell you, i got to start right. downloading some of those, like sanitize them for copyright and infringement. You can get away with it on YouTube because they have this, like, um, they have a special copyright deal. A lot of people don't know this. They have a special YouTube has a special copyright deal with all the music industry. You know the the R R I A A Recording Industry of America. They have a special uh, agreement that allows people to use um, copyrighted music under their global license, so you can actually get away with it. But the second that you take that music and you move it over to Blog Talk Radio or some other format that that is not covered by the YouTube license, you're in violation. And you can have your house taken away. They'll take away your house. I found out, I I essentially studied it, I discovered a lot of Christians don't know this. They put up things like fair use. They're like, this is covered by fair use copyright. And they put a big old splash up in front of their... No, no. If you are playing two seconds of music that is covered by the RIAA license, two seconds, you are in violation. And every single time it is heard by a human's ear is a $175 fine. Wow. And so when you go before the court, they take your house, they take your car, and you are amongst the missing with the people in San Francisco right now. (laughs) I kid you not. I got a call from a brother in Christ, and he was like, I'm getting called to court. They're taking me to Chicago. They're going to take away everything. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was freaked out. I had no idea. I didn't know. There is no fair use when you are playing. You know, if you're playing Carrie Joby, Two seconds of Carrie Joby music, you are in violation of the law. And there is no fair wow. use. I did not know that. And it scared me so bad. I was like, delete, 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 delete. Right. So the only, the only ones that exist, Zen and Joy, of some of our older stuff is at um, Tribulation Now Radio, one word, YouTube. It's covered under you know, the YouTube license, and I just leave it alone and pretend like I don't know about it. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to turn the mic over mm-hmm. to you guys. I've had it. What a I've weird had... world we live in. This is insane. Strange. Uh, I strange, tell you, it is. It, it's, beyond, it's beyond words, but if anything, it just proves to us that we are living at the end of days. I mean, clearly the things that you uh, discuss, John, and you know, all that you do, Every time you come on, anyone that's been following you for any length of time or following Zen and I, we've been talking about these things 
many, many years before they actually came to fruition. And so what we're seeing is just an escalation of what Scripture tells us is going to happen at the end of days. And there were two things that I really had that came across my desk this week that were really concerns to me because I see the infiltration of demonic activity escalating to a point that is beyond words. And the two things that I wanted to talk about were the fact that there is a drag queen that has done a couple of videos. And what really just blew my mind was that they had garnered the number one spot on iTunes on the Christian charts with their music. And the video was so beyond itself. I uh, have a good friend that had been in the music music industry and had done a lot of work with music, you know, musicians and things of that nature, who sent me the information on this, really, what you call a transvestite. And I was amazed to see the video because it was in a church. It was actually filmed inside of a church. And those people in drag went in singing all about their LGBT stuff. And they literally changed the pastor who was preaching the word of God by stripping his clothes off of him and making him look like a um, a drag queen. And then the people in the uh, congregation, including children, are in the congregation. And they start stripping their clothes off and they get into leather, all the things that sexual perversion, the rainbow, everything. And they're using children in those videos to do that. I was literally just, I, I, could, I could not get over it. I, I could not get over it because what it was literally saying was, and you, you've heard them when they're out marching, coming after your children. I mean, that's one of the things that these uh, deviant people who have lost their ability to understand that God created a man and a woman and that only marriage that exists in God's eyes, including holy matrimony, is talked about in Scripture. It says that God created a man and a woman for the purpose of marriage, and nothing else can play into that that God created. So when somebody says they're married, no, you're not. You're not married unless you're a male and a female. And so when I see this kind of thing, this indoctrination, what concerned me about this video, and the video um, is called What Did You Drag Me Into? It literally takes them changing the pastor in the beginning, uh, in, in the video, and then the church members follow. And so when you think about in these parades that they've done, that they've said, I'm coming after your children. And we know that from the years of study that we all have done, that Hitler went after the children. And he indoctrinated, and that's how he was able to pull off a lot of the terrible atrocities that he did during World War II. So I, we're seeing the same thing kind of play out. But when you look at something of that that magnitude of saying we're going to walk into your churches now and if we can change your pastors, then we can change the congregations. Well, yes, that's exactly what's happening because we're seeing a lot of ministers who are coming out of the seminary 
and they are accepting this LGBTQ plus 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 in a positive manner. And I know a couple of weeks ago I was wanting to post a meme in regard to some of this to stand up for what Scripture tells us that anyone participating in that kind of lifestyle is going to bust the gates of hell wide open. It very it, it doesn't it doesn't even uh, do a hiccup in scripture about it. It tells you that if you're engaged in anything perversion like that, that you're going to go to hell for that. And when I try to find memes against that, you just try to Google it and see if you can find any memes that support the Christian viewpoint of that being a wrong lifestyle or a sinful lifestyle. The memes for Christianity have been taken down and replaced with memes that literally knock anybody who is trying to say that and then making jest of Jesus and like he's having a, a homosexual relationship. So just, I mean, I was absolutely amazed within a year where it was not allowing you to pick up memes to be able to post against something like that. And then for the first time, when I clicked on one that I finally found that was for Christians, it gave me a big red uh, exclamation point that came up, and it says use of this may offend, in other words, certain groups. And I had never, ever seen something on a Christian mem ever pop up and say this might offend someone. So we're getting to the point, if we stand up for biblical scripture as it's written in the King James Version, and the truth of what was written by our Father in heaven and given to us as a manual to follow, to enter in, and accept his Son, Jesus Christ, and to enter into the gates of heaven one day, the deviations in what they are presenting to our world right now and how they are indoctrinating our children. It's true. They are coming for the children, and they're going to do it any way that they can, whether it be in the school systems, they're just infiltrating the school systems. Look at what we're dealing with with the Israeli situation and Hamas. And then you've got the Palestinians who are in our culture who are standing up in our major universities, the highest levels of learning, and saying things that are not scripturally correct about the country Israel and what's going on over there. So the indoctrination is happening just every day right before our eyes. But I had never seen something so appalling to see something done in a church the way that this particular video was handled. I can think back to maybe one other video years ago that really, really was something that I, I just couldn't deal and watch. And Madonna did a um, video, uh, I think it was called Like a Virgin, or something, that might not have been the, the video, but anyway, she did a video where she sang a song, and she was in a church, and she and the priest were having a sexual relationship on the pew. And I remember that I, as a younger person, could not stand that. When I saw that happening, it was almost like something that pierces your soul because you know that that is so an abomination before God.
I mean, literally the worst of the worst. So to think how far it was, I think it was called Like a Prayer. I think that was the name of the song, Like a Prayer. It's a video for Like a Prayer. And to to see something, what I thought was that was terrible, and then to seeing this new thing, uh, I, I I was just taken back. How in the world could this new drag queen have a number one spot on iTunes Christian charts with any music that they would come forth with? I, I just literally was blown away by it. Today I was uh, out eating lunch, and for the first time I saw inside of a nice eating facility two men stand up and go into a complete, you know, kiss. And children were in there. They could have seen that. And it's getting to the point that it's right in our faces. At least it was in a hidden situation in the past, but now it's being done right in our faces. And when I uh, looked up what all this captagon amphetamine-like synthetic substances that the Hamas people were using when they jumped on um, the Israeli people, what you find when you start using psychotic drugs of that magnitude, and this is a highly addictive, actually poor man's cocaine. You know, when we look at what happened over there, somebody, you know, cutting off the heads of children, using them as footballs, literally taking old women and they raped them so hard that they broke their pelvises. We're talking about barbaric evil beyond words. And when you understand that this kind of thing, once you take something like that, it gives you kind of superhuman kind of powers. And that was the ability to even for them to stay awake and for days go without food. Think about it more than anything. It's, it gave them feelings of rage, irritability, totally impatient, and really the ability to torture, torture. And clearly we see that, raped, decapitated, things, you know, people blown to bits. And you kind of wonder how could you do that. But, you know, the thing about it is when you use a psychotic substance like that, it's no different than DMT, LSD, or anything like that, you open up the pineal gland. And when you do that, demonic, dem demonic entities, the demons that we were talked about in Scripture, where Jesus came and the man was in the graveyard. He had 2,000 of these demonic beings inside of him. He was tearing his flesh, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And when Jesus, you know, came to him, he ended up casting out 2,000 of those demonic beings that were a part of that man's life. And, you know, the Scripture tells us they ran into the, the swine, and the swine actually drowned themselves. I don't think a lot of people realize that one man had 2,000 of them in him, 2,000. And so when you look at a drug that is so highly addictive, and it's quite cheap to be able to process it, when you look at something like Captagon, and you see how many people are using this, because Sirius making all kind of money off of this drug. I mean, it's literally a, like a Middle East major drug. If people are doing this, imagine 
the people walking around us in this United States that have 2,000 demons in them. I mean, clearly you can see that that kind of mental state is not human. It is literally not functioning as a human to be able to torture and do. I mean, war is one thing when you line up and you both go on each other with guns and knives and even hand fighting. But when you go to the point of what these people did, you're crossing a line. You're crossing into something that I fully believe happened in the garden when Cain, who was the son of Satan, had a psychotic capability to kill his brother Abel. And when really Father God, Creator God, came to him and said, where is thy brother Abel? He said, am I my brother's keeper? That psychotic capability is demonically inspired, and we are seeing this increase to the point that I think it's just literally that we are getting to the days of Noah when there was only eight souls left to step onto that ark. And I fully believe that when it tells us that the end of days are a reflection of the days of Noah, and that's how we know we're there, I clearly would tell you from what I've seen this week that has just literally sickened me. And people who allow their children to participate in this stuff, you are sending your children into the gates of hell. You are literally applauding them into choosing a lifestyle that they will spend forever in hell. And I, I just I can't say enough about Christians letting something like this get into the iTunes Christian charts as a number one song. There is something major wrong. Our churches are being infiltrated by demons, and we better wake up. Zen, take it away. God bless you. <laughs> what a situation um, this world is turned to. This uh, reminds me of, you know, Alice Bailey's 10-point plan for the destruction of Christianity. Uh, and this was written back, you know, I think she was alive in the 1919 um, 19 to 1949, somewhere thereabouts. But this this plan, and for people that don't know about it, I, I'm just going to read just the, not the details on it, and people can go and study it and read it for themselves, but this is the plan which normalized abomination, or was the attempt to bring forth what was the normalization of abomination, which we are in those times where it is being normalized and accepted and whereas you know dr joy said that you know it had all at one time been hidden it, they're they're just proud now and they are out in the open and this again you know coming for the kids the destruction of christianity and the values and all that i'm just going to read again the the titles of these 10 plans the first one is to take God and prayer 
out of the education system. And uh, we know that they have certainly succeeded in doing that. The second is to reduce parental authority over the children. And they do this in three ways, to promote excessive children's rights, abolish corporal punishment, and teachers being the agents of the implementation of all of this abomination, which we see that happening in school now, how they're, you know, teaching um, through recommended readings. Even the one of the books was teaching the kids to to be promiscuous with the teachers. And we see that uh, happening a lot as well, where teachers are involving themselves. You know, they're pedophiles. They're involving themselves with sexuality of, of these young children as well. The third, destroy the Judeo-Christian family structure or the traditional Christian uh, family structure. And then it goes into why and promoting sexual promiscuity. Um, the second part is use advertising industry to, again, normalize all of this sexuality and especially with young children to get them interested in, and focused on these kind of things. And they are certainly doing that. I mean, MTV uh, is it's just crazy. But I'll, I'll go through these quickly because I know we have a short time. Four, if sex is free, then make abortion legal and make it easy. I mean, so that, you know, kids don't even have to tell uh, their parents and nobody even reports. To any parents, there's no, you know, kind of parental oversight on any of this anymore. They just make it, you know, free and easy, uh, like uh, spaying a, a dog or a cat. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Make divorce easy and legal. Free people from the con- concept of marriage for life. And, it, of course, the part of that is twisting, you know, the the what marriage is according to the scriptures and how, uh, and you know, what Dr. Joy was talking about. But number six is to make homosexuality an alternative lifestyle. And we see that all being implemented within the schools as well. Number seven, to debase art and make it run mad. And so they're, you know, using art, uh, which... Art, a lot of it is pornography, but with the free speech, you know, they can cross lines that otherwise would not be uh, acceptable and that would cause outrage. I think uh, even with what you're talking about with this video, Dr. Joy, that um, it is part of that because, you know, videos and music are said to be um, artistic and creative and uh, protected by free speech and so they can get away with a lot more than you know what otherwise would cause outrage Uh, number eight to use media to promote and to change the mindset and again to normalize abomination even to the point where they want to make pedophilia you know men, um, men and loving children or whatever that group is um Man love boys or something like that, and then 
also the bestiality they want to normalize all that and and uh all that is part of this plan and it's spoken about when you read the details of it it it's insane when you look back at how far this was written into where we are now but n- number nine to create an interfaith movement uh and to invade you know they talk about invading the churches and establishing their own pastors and bringing the acceptance. Uh, It reminds me of a video I saw just um, uh, not long ago. This individual was preaching in one of the oldest churches in America. I think it was um, in Massachusetts or something thereabouts, but he was um, talking about how you know, God is loving and accepting and how his God, you know, accepts all people. And he had this rainbow scarf on and he was talking about how, you know, the, um, that God wouldn't judge this kind of thing. And he was trying to, you know, just play it off in the pulpit and to make it sound like, you know, this lifestyle and all of this was okay. And then the very next week, um, the it, the steeple was struck by lightning and the church burned down. And then he, you know, he came up with excuses how, oh, this was this was not a supernatural event. You know, this is not God's judgment. And he gave a sermon about how uh, all that was just, you know, by chance. But the last one is um, get governments to make all these laws and to get the church to in these changes and so you know again if you don't know about the 10 point plan to normalize new world order and abomination well study this because it is exactly what we are contending with and dealing with um dr joy would you care to comment on all that I totally agree with you, Zen. This is a this is a planned situation. It's not something that just popped up out of nowhere. This has been going on right. for a long period of time for something to be set up and set in stone. And like you're saying, everything that you have just read to the audience clearly defines exactly what I'm talking about that I saw happening today in real time. And it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get any better because that is the way the indoctrination program works. Once you change the young minds to believe that what the Bible has told us all before, it really does scare you. And when you're talking about that this new artificial intelligence is to actually rewrite the Bible, then they're going to incorporate those things that you just read to make that more what you call reset of humanity. And this is all about the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the reset of humanity, is to make humanity as one. And that is to connect people up, to make them think all the same things. It's almost like a robotic thing to infiltrate people so that they don't ever think about being human. And once we change our DNA, if we connect ourselves to artificial intelligence, we are no longer in the image of God. And Satan has been after that from day one to destroy God's children. And I can't think of any other way, any more perfect way than what is being done. And like you say, 
those points clearly indicate a specific plan that was put in place and is being supported. And now that, you know, Christianity and the people who support true Christianity are getting smaller in number, we are going to be overridden by anything we try to attempt to change. And it's kind of like this. Once the train gets started into the end of days, it doesn't stop. So as a woman in travail heading for the birth of her child, as Scripture tells us will happen at the end of days, we are clearly seeing that build up to the point that there will come a time when Jesus will return to gather his final little bride and take them off to the marriage supper of the Lamb. You can clearly see that those numbers are getting less and less for who he's got to come back for. And it reminds me, it's almost a type and shadow of the days of Noah. And we are clearly told that the days that people, the generation that sees that return to like it was in the days of Noah is the final generation and that we should look up because our redemption draws nigh. We are living in those times right now. No one cannot believe that. Too much of it is 100% accurate. And it says when we see these things taking place and when the gospel is preached to the entire world, the end will come. I know a lot of people say we've been talking about end times, end times for years and years, and it still has not come. But clearly, when you see those ten points that you just read being played out and changing the mindset of humanity to change from what it is to be in the image of God and to worship God as God laid himself out to be worshipped in the manual he gave us, and that is our Bibles. They are literally going to change everything they can get their hands on, and they're doing a really good job of it, and it's coming very fast. And when you see the escalation of things increasing like plagues and the pestilences and all the changes in in the things that are happening on this planet, and you see humanity driving itself into a day when you literally will not be able to buy, sell, or trade, you will not be able to have money to pick and choose, we can clearly see an Antichrist is about willing and ready to stand up and people will call him a savior because they will not know any different. Their minds are reprobate. You know, um, I'll throw this out there. This is taking it to the next level a little bit. Um, So I was invited on Israeli News Live with Stephen Ben-Noon. Over I the watched stuff that. That's that was good, on. brother. Oh, thank you, brother. You did thank a good you so job. much. I, God yeah. bless you so much. You know, things tend to move a little bit slower when we look into the. I mean, I just have to say this. I said it on the show. It's important. It's a really, really important concept for us to embrace, because if we don't embrace this first and foremost, our minds will play tricks on us. And what will happen is we'll look at the things that are unfolding and let's just blame it on the devil for a moment. I mean, I know that our flesh is involved. I know that the devil's involved and the demons. I get all that. And I know that God's involved. I I, I totally do. It's it's it's, It's complicated. But It's important to note that when we look into the future, we always see things in slow motion. 
we see that the Ukrainian situation has been going on for 18, almost 19 months. We also can see how slow things appear to be moving forward in the Middle East right now. We just got to the point at, I mean, literally within the last couple of days, we just got, at the, got to the point where um, the Sunnis and the Shiites, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. The Shiites, the Shiites and the Sunnis are now getting together. So it's one thing to have the, the Sunnis getting together and have a fatwa and proclaim that Israel's got to be destroyed. But it's another thing when you have the Sunnis and the Shiites who hate each other's guts getting together and saying the same thing, that they're going to attack Amen. Israel. Amen. Now, if we, how many times have you, Joy, Zen, myself, got on the program and said, and I, I, I tip my hat to Zen because I absolutely love the way he, he has put it for so many years, which is that we are the fig tree generation. We are. It's, it greatly simplifies. So if, if, if you do this, now, not everybody can do this. If you ha- I'm not picking on anybody. I'm not picking on anybody. Please do not take offense. Please do not take offense. But if you have a King James Bible and you love your King James Bible, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. However, if you have a new King James, it breaks every section into a subsection and it gives it subtitles. And so when you look at Luke 21, which is part of the Olivet Discourse, Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21, which I argue we are in the midst of power, signs, lying wonders, um, look at the sky, look at the two suns, look at planet X, look at everything. You know, we got to fight ourselves because our human nature is to become myopic. Our human nature forces us, our DNA forces us to look at bits and pieces of of an otherwise phenomenally large body of knowledge. So when we read the Olivet Discourse and we see, you know, uh, signs in the sun and the moon and the star seas roaring and all the other things that it warns us about to let us know. I mean, really, when you think about it, you've got to put it in perspective. They said to Jesus, they said, hey, hey, tell us what we need to be looking for. When you're getting really close to coming, tell us. Lay it out for us. We could focus on as in the days of Noah if we wanted to, but we'd only be seeing one one hundredth of the picture. We could focus on any one of a dozen different things, and we'd still be seeing just a tiny little bit of the picture. I could go back and I could read the um, uh, I can read the uh, the Albert Pike letter to Giuseppe Mazzini, written in 1871, where it says the Third World War will be fomented. Uh, and, and I'll summarize it. I'm not going to waste time. But basically it says, 1871, 
a person who worshipped Lucifer. What motivation did this man have to come and write a letter? And a lot of people say, oh, well, that, that's, that's a fable. No, it's not. Uh, Bill Cooper saw the letter in the museum with his own eyes, and he told everybody on his radio show back in the 90s. It exists. They took it out of the, of the museum because we got wise to it. And it wrote that they planned on having the Zionists in the Islamic world, which, by the way, most of us know, that Islam was created by the Catholic Church. Amen. And so when you understand that Islam was created by the Catholic Church, which is one of the most satanic, filthy organizations that has ever existed, and you put two and two together and you see all this coming together, and then... And, and folks, what I'm saying right now, before I turn the mic back over, is a tip of the iceberg. That's the scariest part of – well, not the scariest. But to me, it's exciting because we're getting out of here. But if, if Zen, if even – what, a hundred times have you said on this program that we are a part of the fig tree generation? Open up your Bible. Look at Luke 21. Look at what it means to be part of the fig tree generation. Look at the, the text that surrounds the parable of the fig tree. And right there, what do you, what do you see? Luke 21, 20. But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that desolation is near. Well, what is the Antichrist called? He's called the abomination of desolation for crying out loud. Why don't we see the connecting dots? It says, then let the people that are in Jerusalem get the heck out of Dodge. I'm going to cut past the text, and I'm going to tell it like it is. It says, get out of Israel, because you're about to be killed. That's what it's saying right here. It says, these Amen. are the days of vengeance. Jesus stood up at the Isaiah scroll. He read everything up to the point where he where it talks about the day of God's vengeance. And he sat down. He didn't mention that. He sat down. He never mentioned the day of vengeance. Verse 22, but these are the day of vengeance. Wow! We're literally looking at the part of the Isaiah scroll that Jesus did not read happening in front of our very eyes. Uh, and it goes on. It says, woe to those who are pregnant and all this other stuff. But it, it, it basically it, it, it wraps it all up and says they will fall by the edge of the sword. They will be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles is fulfilled. Now, granted, I know about the prophecies of, of Israel. I know that Israel will make a comeback. I get all that. But what we need to do is embrace where are we in the end times. We can literally open our Bible and put our hand, our finger on where we are now. When you look at all the stuff that's going on right now, man, it doesn't get any more amazing than this. It blows my mind. I mean, guys... This may seem a little conclusive, but I believe with all of my heart, all the radio shows that we've done together, 
all the books that have been written, which are amazing, because between you two alone, you've written some of the most amazing, astonishing, advanced, incredibly insightful information on text that I have ever seen in ever, ever. And I'm thinking to myself, when I look around, I mean, people say to me, and I'm going to close on this point. People say to me, well, they don't understand. Why would Biden do this? Why would Biden do that? Well, first and foremost, we're not talking about a human being in the first place. He is a reptilian. All right, we're talking about Hillary Clinton. She's a nine-foot-tall Draco with wings. These are entities that can manipulate mass. We're dealing with a very, very dark time. And guess what? We're there. We've arrived. There's hardly anything left of our journey. We're there. Thank you, Jesus. Can you imagine how much we've gone through, how many radio shows we've done, how many beatings then that you've taken, how many times people have disparaged us because of the things that we've tried to bring forward to people over the last 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years? Oh, my gosh. Look. Point to the Bible. Look around you. Because, yes, it's going to move slow. Do you think it's a coincidence? I'll ask you this question. I don't know if it is or not. I told people, please consider a 98% margin of error. But I find it very interesting that Tom Horn just passed. And the last oh, major... Wow. Yeah, he did. He just uh, passed on. He's, he's in heaven. He's setting the table for us. So don't worry. It's, you're going to have your name tag and everything. Tom's probably putting it up right now. But anyway... His last major publication, 2021, right in the middle of our poisoning by the death squads of the Nazis, he wrote a book called Zeitgeist 2025. And then he passed away a couple of years later. I got to tell you, folks, I don't know. I don't know. But suddenly, Zen, to your point, Joy, to your point, that fig tree generation concept is taking on a whole new meaning. We have two full-blown carrier task forces, a third Navy task force full of Marines. Uh, They're already planning on conscripting women into the military. They have an Ohio-class nuclear sub. There's two different kinds of nuclear subs. I'm, I'm ex-Navy. There are those that are propul- – their propulsion system is nuclear. And people make a mistake. There, there's no similarity whatsoever. A nuclear propulsion system is meaningless. However, when you are a, an Ohio-class nuclear sub, you're carrying enough – nuclear missiles with multiple independent reentry vehicles on them to take out an entire continent. And they have one of those sitting off the coast of Iran. They just, the United States legislature just signed a proclamation, it's public, you can read it, that states that Iran 
has 87.1% enrichment in their, their fuel. And at 90, they own a nuclear weapon, and that is not okay. They have stated they are going to attack Iran. This is a game over situation. So anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there because in the midst of the accuracy of everything that all of us are collectively saying right now, when you add in a little bit of thyme, a little bit of parsley, a little bit of sage, you throw it all into a big, and you look at it, you know, this is, I really think this is it. I, I, I know it could take a couple of years. I get that. But I really think we're there. I really, really do. I think we're real close. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying we're not going to see Chinese people paratrooping down from the sky like Red Dawn. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think we're really, really close. So anyway, I'm turn the mic over to you and let you guys comment on that. But yeah, I think I think we're really close. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that we are that close. I think one of the other things, and we've talked about this before, the the realization that there's something in our skies, and that you know we have heard testimony before our Congress about these unidentified aerial phenomena, and the fact that we've got people who are whistleblowers that are top level, mature professionals telling us that these things are not of human origin that are flying these craft. And the craft have the capability of propulsion that we don't know how to even come close to being able to do. I think that no time in human history have we ever been told as a human race that something is here with us. It's not human and its capability far exceeds anything that we're capable of doing. So the fact that that is in our um, space, it's here with us, it's been with us. I mean, we all know that it's been with us. It's a fallen angels, demonic activity, the whole nine yards. But for people who are going to have to look at these things when they allow this information to be brought forth, to the American people with real examples of these things that are not human, I don't know how many people can really deal with that. You know, a biological entity that is capable of doing something far above human capability. And I will always believe, and I always felt like this, that we had to have some type of thing to justify what happens when we, as a church, are actually taken in a, in a blink of an eye. In fact, in the twinkling of an eye, which is actually faster than a blink, they're going to have to have something to justify the disappearance of that many people at one time. I mean, because you're going to have stuff, you know, graves oh. open, all kinds of chaos that oh. will happen at the catching away. They have got to have something oh, to justify that with. And I just Joy. feel like that, yes. Your mind is going to be blown. Okay. 
I just put an article up on Tribulation Now. I don't put a lot of articles up anymore. Once in a blue moon. At the bottom of the article, it's got a bunch of stuff in there, but it's not it's not it's a quick read. It's mostly just pictures and a couple of visions. But at the end is a vision from Pastor Sori Park. <clears throat> pastor Sori Park was a young pastor from South Korea. He um I don't know all the details, but he was taken up and he met, he met Jesus in person. Maybe a near-death experience, whatever. And Jesus told him that NASA is going to come on all the televisions worldwide and tell the people of the earth that the aliens took the people who were raptured. Yes. That's why I personally, I'll I'll close with this. I personally believe, and I know this is highly controversial. I know that. That's okay. But I'm a controversial kind of guy. I live off of that stuff. I believe that Sergio Manast's Project Blue Beam was counterintelligence. Yes. I believe. It was counterintelligence to lie to people for decades of time to trick them into thinking. Because I have hundreds, I don't, not hundreds, dozens of testimonies in over 1,300 page Word document of people who were told prophetically that the only ones on earth that will hear the trumpet sound during the rapture are the ones that are getting taken. The rest right, because the it's, it's like, that's right. They will not, yeah. nobody else will hear it. I agree. Nobody else will hear what's going to happen except that us. To me, that's mind-blowing. I'm sorry, but that blows me away. And and I think to myself, wow. I, I, I'll, just, I'll just toss the mic back to you, but can you imagine? I mean, I can't imagine. This is mind-blowing. And I have two visions on that same article. From two different people who do not, they don't know each other. And both of them saw blue streaks of light going up into the sky as the rapture was occurring. And they also saw a blue object in outer space when they were shooting up toward it. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't care. At the end of the day, I look at the whole picture and I'm like going to myself, are you kidding me? This is amazing. There's a lot of people that are going to look at the. They're going to say, "That's Project Blue Bean. They're all being eaten by reptilians." <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they're not. So anyway, I'm I'm excited because I really think we're awfully close. I think we're really. I'm excited. I don't know. What do you think? Well, the thing that with the the Be Smart book that I just. Uh, had published through CN, uh, it's very clear to me that we are like cell phones and that your DNA is vibrating, and I talk about that. So if I've got your telephone number, I can call you up at any time. You can be in a million people, John, but when I call your cell phone number, you're the only one that has, your phone is the only one that's going to ring. So the same thing will happen at uh, the catching away or the rapture. God has all of our 
uh, our DNA numbers. We're all singing. We all got our own song. And when he gets ready to call us up, it's the same thing as me calling you on a cell phone. Ring, ring, except this will be trumpet sound, and we are gone. And any of the the near-death experiences that I've been able to talk to people about, when they get sucked into what they say is like a tube going up, that it is so fast, that movement. And there's a new um, movie out that I would encourage Christians to see called After Death, in which it shows near-death experiences from people and they all talk about how that is a fast movement, just straight up as fast as you can go. So all of this, I feel like, will justify the fact that NASA hired a a priest to be able to indoctrinate people that there is an astrobiological entity. And so they're preparing when we go to have what they call credible people that will be left, that will appear Christian, and that they'll tell them exactly what you're saying that these other people have said, that something has happened to us, we were either the bad people on the planet, we were not this or that, and they will be able to justify it by the science that they've got in place. And it's all a trap. It's all deception for those left behind. That's why I try to tell people, your act together now. Do not wait. Keep your lamp oil, you know, where you can light that lamp at the at the very end. Don't don't be sitting around with a, you know, no oil in your lamp and be like the the five virgins who were pure but yet they didn't have their oil in their lamps. And when the time came to go to the temple in the dark, they were too busy trying to find oil to be able to see. When the rapture happens, it's instantaneous. You will not have time to think about anything. It'll be somebody laying in the bed with a spouse. One goes, one's left. One's out in the field working, one goes, one's left. It tells you it's quick, it's fast. It is like a thief in the night. It is not the second coming because the second coming of the earth, I mean, of the sky is going to burst open and everybody's going to see Jesus and the saints and everybody coming back at the Battle of Armageddon. But this event with the catching away is like a thief in the night. It is fast and furious. And what is left behind is is some type of situation where people clearly will be able to see graves, you know, that have burst open, <clears throat> excuse me, and family members completely gone in an instant right in their I mean, right before their eyes. So to keep the, the masses from really understanding the truth, they've got to have some pretty good science in place, and I think that they've got it enough now to be able to say and justify to those left behind that it was done through some type of alien invasion. Zen, you want to go ahead and close? Yeah, I, you know, I know we're at the end. Uh, I just want to say I think we're just a domino away. I don't know exactly what that domino is, but just as um, Christ said in the scriptures how uh, a month will become like a week, a week like a day, a day like, you know, a minute. I mean, things are going to accelerate. The days will be shortened. And I I think we're, we're seeing that. Everything is happening so fast now. All the news, I mean, for the, you know, the two, two decades now uh, we've been – covering and speaking 
and talking about these things, but I've never seen, uh, you know, so much news and so many events happening and everything accelerating to the point where you just don't know. You wake up tomorrow and everything's just turned upside down. And so I think we're at a, a perpetual be ready moment. That's putting it lightly. <laughs> I, I, agree, I agree with Zen. I agree. I agree with Zen. Yep. I think it's one. It's one crisis waiting. There's one crisis waiting, and it's going to take us over the edge because we've built to this point, and, and it says at the end it's going to be like woman in travail, where it A happens woman in travail. fast, very fast. Exactly. And when it goes fast like that, <clears throat> then nobody has time to think. And I think I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's one dominant. And you know what? It also underscores many many things under underscore the the mystery of the wise and foolish virgins. Many things do, but that's yes. one thing that definitely underscores it. the The fact that when things explode into you know when this house of cards explodes, when Iran starts, I mean Iran has hypersonic missiles. Those hypersonic missiles can ex- completely lift an aircraft carrier out of the water, split it in half, and drop the dubizes back down into the water. 5,000 men instantly dead. We've got Kinzhal missiles on the bottom of jets, multiple Kinzhal missiles on the bottom of jets, right. cruising around the Red Sea with over an 1,100-mile distance, accurate distance of shot from the Russian military, and they're not happy. Right now, there are films. I have the videos of Putin going to meet different folks. In one mm-hmm. case, the it's Kim Jong-un. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the one I'm thinking of is Xi Jinping, whatever. But yeah. he's carrying with him the nuclear suitcase. I mean, there's two men right behind him with the nuclear suitcase. You know, yeah. No, we're there. We are there. And when there. it comes down, and yeah. there's no time for the foolish virgins to get more oil. They're not going right. to be able to fill themselves with the love of Jesus that is required to... I don't mean to say this in a bad way, but to make the cut, to make the cut. If you're not full of Jesus, if you don't love your neighbor as yourself, if you're not full of love, what is the greatest commandment? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. If you're not even compliant with the first and greatest commandment, how is it you see yourself standing in line at the wedding supper? Mm, you won't be. I struggle with that. I struggle with that. But anyway, who wants to close with a prayer tonight? I I'll let you guys fight it out. You want to you want to take it, Joy? I don't mind doing it. Um, yeah, go I, ahead. Like I say, I always like to do uh, the Lord's prayer because I feel That's like our fine. Father God in it's heaven not... is is so important to us. And when the disciples asked Jesus how to pray, that's what he taught them. You know, to pray, and we got to pray it in Jesus' name. So, um, in closing, I'd like for everybody to join in with me as we say the the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. 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 Praise God. These are exciting times. You know, a lot of people are going to be freaked out. They're going to be flipping out. They're going to be looking at all this stuff. When this stuff explodes, people are going to be wigging out. You know what? And I'm going to be out in my front yard jumping up and down like a crazy person with my hands in the air going, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! We're leaving any second now. Praise God! Uh, Because you know what? This is for those of us who are citizens of heaven. These are the most exciting times the world has ever offered us. And praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And may we all pray our hearts out for the lost, that they will be awakened in time to be saved in the midst of all this pandemonium that's about to break loose. So thank you for that prayer, Sister Joy, Brother Zen. What an amazing contribution you made. I did not know about that text. That's creepy, it's scary, and it's a reality today, which makes it even more troubling When we look at it from the flesh, when we look at it from the spirit, it's exciting. It's a time that we've all been waiting for. And I thank you both from the bottom of my heart for coming on the program tonight. God bless you. I love you all. I love love you you both. Love you guys. We're not going to be here long. Pretty soon we're going to be at the Thai Buffet in heaven. Right on. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Forever and ever. Amen. Uh, yeah, I'll be standing at the. Uh, yeah, I'll be definitely having Thai food forever and ever. Amen. All right. Anyway, God bless you all. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Tonight is Sunday, November the twelfth, and we will see you at seven p.m. Uh, Wednesday night. Lord willing. God bless you. And if Lord's not willing, and we're all up in heaven, even better. Praise God. Amen. Thank you all for joining us. God bless you too. Good I night, love I'll you guys. Good night. Love you all. Love you. Love you all. Well.